so you mentioned that you have three younger siblings uh, you know with you how did it impact or how did your actions and the you taking step for yourself really navigate the path of their lives and how did they help you out or what was the relationship around that that was the hardest part of my decision because when we came I was the oldest and so they were dependent on me and a, a lot of my complaints were that I was given adult responsibilities in a new country where I was yeah, it was the land of opportunities and I really wanted to explore those opportunities um so it forced my parents to assume responsibility for their kids um it forced them to to really step up right when I when I left the house and I believe that that my absence really helped straighten out the way that they addressed their kids especially my dad my mom was a very traditional very submissive latin woman that probably was afraid of my father and to her to this day she asks for forgiveness for not stepping up and 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 kind of helping me through this right which i i told her i understood because it was a different time and she was a different person but as far as my my brothers my two brothers and my sister they became self sufficient and everybody had to step up because the enabler who was me was gone and you know of course we're all extremely close now they tell me my sister who is a medical doctor in the new york area she tells me that i am the strongest person that she's ever met and i think that you know hopefully that impact in 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 a way in which it showed them that they can do anything that they want and you know all they need is just to make the decision and move forward with it that's amazing that's uh, you know a really great share said i would like to also understand one part where often societal stigmas and personal hesitations become a roadblock in one's journey to prioritize their mental health how can you know an individual really navigate this Yes, so stigma, boy oh boy. When we talk about minorities, even that I know the Indian culture because I did a project uh, on that in uh last year uh, on a on a postgraduate course that I took, you know, reaching out for help especially when you have families that are very close knit is really looked down upon because we are expected to use our family members as, as support. and to you know to not not only use our family members as support but not to talk about the ugly stuff you know because we don't want to you know embarrass the family or we don't want to have people look at us as crazy you know so that stigma really affects i i would say minority uh communities i believe a lot more than let's say a white family and research actually backs that so some of the things that I've been able to do in my work is to help people feel comfortable and open about talking about their flaws and you know as you mentioned earlier letting them know that when you step out of that comfort zone and you seek help it takes a lot more courage than if you stay and perpetuate what your parents tell you that you should do right so a lot of times I say to people you know your parents god love them but they're the ones that probably got you feeling the way you feel right now so why are you going to continue to listen to them when they're not really helping right so push yourself out of that comfort zone 
and look for people that are like you. I think that cultural identification is key when seeking a therapist because we want to be heard and understood not just by what we say but by who we are. So mm -hmm. being able to connect to people that um, kind of share some of our cultural background and even if they don't share it, that they're well versed in it so that when we bring something up, they can say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that, right? Um, and I think once you get a, a away from that initial fear and you seek the right person, you're really gonna feel heard, understood. I mean, I hear it every single day in my practice. Oh my God, Stella, thank you so much. I just have been holding this for so long and I've been embarrassed and I've been ashamed. And now I know that I shouldn't have done that for so long. I feel relief, right? So that that stigma is so prevalent right now. And uh, I mentioned earlier too that after the pandemic, I think that that's when people understood that mental health, that they needed help, that no matter what anybody said, they were really going crazy and they needed to just step out and, and ask for that help because otherwise the, the alternative would be going into a mental institution or hurting somebody that they loved, right? Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, uh, really thanks to you that you started out this initiative during pandemic when people were shutting down their businesses. Uh, starting a new business at that time, it's a really bold step to take. And <laughs> yeah. one, that was in need of the art because I read a statistics and I don't remember the exact number uh, right now, but it came down from, uh, you know, I guess it was the New York Times or some uh, leading uh, newspaper that shared that the mental health cases within the very first quarter of the pandemic just rose by around 246% in the US alone yes. in comparison to the previous year. And that was really startling to, you know, hear even. Yes. And the group that was the most affected was adolescents. And you know, I work with adolescents a lot. I love them because I see myself in them as, as we shared in the past. And adolescents kind of were affected not just because part of their development is social contact. At that age, they are their friends. Their friends are their life. And they identify by their friend group. So when they were isolated, they were like, that was stunted and that was like oh my gosh i don't have people to to be a mirror for me who am i and then the pressures of studying at home alone with parents that were going crazy uh, was really detrimental to them it was so sad right and so they were one of my my group of inspire is inspiration to be able to say i'm gonna open a place that is safe for people to come out of their holes and come into a, a place where they can unload and, and feel safe talking about what we're, they were going through. Um, and it was bold, but it was one of those things, again, I, I spoke about my spirit. It was calling me. It was like, you gotta do this. You, They need you, right? People need to unload. People need to go away and feel safe. So. The first few months, obviously, we, you know, I used to wear a mask. People would come in with masks and I would disinfect everything. But it was necessary at that point for sure. I mean, one question I would like to understand from your, uh, you know, life journey is shifting houses within a city in itself is such a mammoth task. You shifted <laughs> a whole new country. And even before you could really settle down and find, you know, strengthen your roots, you decided to leave your home on your own. 
and yeah. being an immigrant and i'm i guess i'm talking about probably what uh, 30 years back if i'm not wrong uh, with my mathematics and yeah. if i uh, the scenario was totally different with immigrants in the american uh, you know on the american soil how did you really manage and navigate that whole thing with such traumas from your child you know uh, your childhood being with you at that time facing the challenges of being in a new country on your own how did you really navigate that whole a uh, journey yeah so i think it was being able to have a purpose right i think a lot of times we end up kind of being stuck in in our current situation and we start to believe that there our situation is who we are and one of the messages that i share with my patients and anyone that will listen is that you are not your problems you are not your challenges you are who you want to be and you are a mind body spirit and and how it functions within an environment so i believe that my purpose was so clear to me it was i don't want girls at that point i don't want girls to suffer the the way that i've been suffering and i'm going to do whatever it takes to get the right education so that i can start really developing that purpose and i didn't i don't think i spent a lot of time sitting and being afraid because i didn't really have the time right i was going to school i was working a full time job um by the way i i stopped this guy from from stealing at, at the convenience store where i was okay. <laughs> where i was working it was like 11 o'clock at night and he comes in and you know it was but when i think back i'm like man i was bold right it was it was really crazy oh, you're but, a super girl <laughs> but i think it was that is that you know find your purpose find your passion and and pursue it with all your might and don't believe the current situation because we are going to go through storms every single day something's going to go wrong but if we don't have that goal ahead that we can wake up and and say this is my why we get lost in that in that in the circling and and in the vicious cycle of life so i believe that that's really what saved me mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah. that's amazing and would you say that how can you know parents really navigate this for a child like when we are starting out our lives whatever we are doing whatever words we are learning to say the actions we are doing we are learning it from our surroundings and yeah. for the very first probably if i'm correct in saying this four years of our lives we are living in our homes we mm-hmm. only get whatever you know selective uh, interaction with the world that our parents take us to places to relative places to their friends place that's the selective you know uh, exposure we get into the world yes how can parents in today's time the new parents yeah. uh, uh, you know probably we are in 2024 right now so there would be a lot of people becoming parents in the coming months coming weeks and probably in coming hours as well so yes. how can they really chart this journey into enabling a more peaceful a, a more calm person but at the same time a more risk appetite with a with a more evolved risk appetite and understand it needs to be balanced but yes. somebody who is not carrying those fears those scars of childhood trauma yeah so i think it's you know the first thing that we have to understand is that our children are not ours our children are here 
because God or whoever, you know, decided to give these beautiful creatures to us, it was to provide the environment that was that is safe and and comfortable so that they can develop into the beings that they're here to be. Um, one of the biggest challenges that my dad had was trying to make me fit the mold that he felt I should fit. And again, I see parents do it all the time because that's we perpetuate, you know, that that trauma. We that generational trauma after generational trauma. We do it because our parents do it, and then they do it because their parents do it, and it just goes on and on and on. But when we realize that our children are here and they're a blessing for us to say, "Whoa, this this beautiful creature here! Look at you know, let's see what kind of talents they have, right?" let's let's nurture those talents let's allow them to make some decisions within limit making sure that they're safe and all that and obviously providing structure is important but within that structure if they show certain traits don't be afraid of them um talk about it with them they have so much wisdom you know even a three-year-old they're wise they're honest right so just just be, don't be afraid of what you're gonna find that's really what happens. As parents, we, we allow fears to overcome us. And unfortunately, we perpetuate some of the stuff that was done onto us. So being be a parent, I, I say very often, your kids don't want you to be perfect. Your kids want you to be honest. And they see honesty because they themselves are honest. So if they see you're being honest and you tell them, you know what? I don't know how to deal with this. You know, let's talk about it. Tell me how you think I should deal with it, right? Ask them for their opinion. And many times you're going to realize that it's not that difficult. You just have to be their partner. I, I just 100% be their partner. Does that totally. help? Yeah, totally, totally. It does help. And probably I guess it's going to be an ever-evolving process. Uh, there is no fixed chart or roadmap to raising a kid it's a different journey exactly, and it's as different as everybody every single one of us is you yeah, know yeah. every every journey is its own and we cannot claim to know what's best for all of us because we don't we don't even know what's best for ourselves sometimes right so okay. that's what i mean be honest be honest i think if you walk away with anything today just be honest with your kids and even if you're scared, let them know, you know, I'm kind of scared that I see you doing this and that, you know, how, how can I help you or should I be scared? And they have so much wisdom. All they want you to do is ask the right questions and have, and be, be a safe person for them to go to. Yep. Yep. You know, you really just sort of read my mind. I was going to ask the very same question or probably build onto that. Often because of the restrictions or the demeaning remarks that our parents often throw at us, they some way or the other in the psyche or the unconscious mind of the child lose that you know space of being a very safe heaven for a child to go back to. A kid would run to his mother or father whenever they sense fear. They find yes. somebody a stranger on the road, they would run back. They even get a paper cut, they will go back uh, go back to their parents. But yes. as they grow, they, that, this particular distance starts to increase and increase and increase and often increases to an extent that yeah. they don't find even when they you know extend their hand out. 
so yes. how can this particular thing thing be you know really mitigated because mm-hmm. as you mentioned we need to have purpose of uh, you know in our lives and we are taking some difficult steps and decisions in our life yeah but taking those decisions with a purpose does not guarantee success we right. are inclined or we might have failures as well one yes. is accepting failures for uh, within our own self mm-hmm. because more than our parents more than our friends more than anyone in our surrounding we are answerable to ourselves uh, an honest person would be more, more in good for himself or herself then you know going out to the parents that's number one that biggest battle to fight but often this biggest battle is superseded by the battle to face the parents face the friends how yeah. am i going to face them i left everybody behind or i fought with them and came out of my house to you know follow my dream i follow my purpose but yeah. now i am a failure okay now mm. i accept my failure but how do i make them accept me Yeah. I think we have to be realistic with our expectations, you know? I think when we let's say that we come back and and we want people to accept us even after our mistakes. Uh the first thing that we need to say to ourselves is even if they don't, I'm still okay. Right? Even if even if I'm not able to if they're not able to see my point of view, I'm still going to be okay. and i will deal with it um because if we go back you know for instance uh, i'll give you a personal example many years ago i tried to talk to my dad about some of the things that he did um but before i did that i knew within myself that i had no expectations because i may have been the one that changed but my dad hadn't right So if I went to him and he had a negative response like he always did, then I was safe because I wouldn't be surprised, right? Mm-hmm. If the reaction was a positive one, I would have been pleasantly surprised. So it was like it, it's it's always like you said it's it's our responsibility to go through life reacting and acting in a proper way. but mm-hmm. if the other person doesn't react in, in in accordance to our agenda or our purpose it's okay because we can't control that we can only yeah. control how we ourselves conduct ourselves and sometimes you know even if you go back to a support system that is not ready to take you then you have to say okay you know I will continue on my journey of self-discovery and self-love and I'm not going to continue to bump against, you know, a system that is not accepting of me because that is punitive and abusive, you know, even if in the in their own way they think they're right, right? So you have as a human being the right to explore what you're looking for, to look for your passions and to also walk away if you feel that that environment is not conducive to your own mental well-being 